0: The following audio is via a Skype call welcome to the psychic spectrum radio show your hosts for the next hour are Sharon and skip who after 43 years of marriage and working together as psychics and mediums bringing you the finest techniques knowledge and information in the metaphysical world all the while keeping it real and down-to-earth
1: we believe that everyone has psychic abilities to some degree so together, we teach people to do what we do and how to use your own gifts and tap into your own intuitive role.
0: Sharon and Skip regularly conduct more than 64 events each year. That's over five events every month for you to attend and learn from.
1: The Psychic Spectrum's website is psychicspectrum.com, where you can learn more about the events we create and host and where they are. You can also see how to schedule a private reading or talking to the other side appointment with the two of us.
0: A little later on in the show, we are going to be taking calls from you, and you can talk with our guests. So your call-in number right now, if you want to call and get in line, is 425-373-5527, or toll-free, it's 888-298-5569. So right now, we'd like to just mention a few words about our sponsor.
1: You know, while we're doing that, Jenny Coquel is our guest today from England. So if they have any questions about past lives or whatever, now it's time to call in and get online.
0: She's our lady. I see friends shaking hands.
1: The website, again, is gingerspetrescue.org.
2: Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And I think to myself, what a wonderful
1: world. Welcome back. This hour is brought to you from Ginger's Pet Rescue Studio here at 1150 KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We're also going to acknowledge right now our screener, Sharon James, who is also one of our psychics on the panel on Wednesday night at the Showcase. Hello, Sharon. <laughs> and also the wizard behind the curtain, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for doing what you do.
0: I just watch him. He does like five or six things at one time. <laughs> I know, time I know. Keeping He's like, track of him. And, I mean, we just
1: need to get this green curtain put in front of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. You pull the curtain back and it's the wizard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, our guest today is Jenny Coquel, and she is going to be on the telephone with us via Skype all the way across the pond in the UK. Jenny, uh, welcome to our show. Is Jenny on the line with us, Mike?
3: Hi, Hi. Jenny. Hi. I, I am, thank you. Yes, oh, hello. Hi, How Jenny. Are How are you? Hi. I'm fine, thank you.
0: How's things in the uh, in the UK today? Nice and sunny and warm?
3: Uh, no, it's summer.
0: Ah, okay.
3: <laughs> so no, it's not summer. It's sunny and warm. It's, uh, it's it's mild, but we're we're all right.
1: All right.
0: Okay. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today, and um, talking with our guests if they choose to call in. Um, but we want can, to. Can
1: we quickly say the numbers again? So oh yeah, go ahead. In? Okay, the numbers are four two five, three seven three five five two seven, or eight 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 two nine eight. Five, eight, six nine.
0: nine five five six nine
1: i'm sorry five five six nine i always say that backwards
0: okay and so jenny um we've talked to you for quite a few years uh, well, i mean since we've talked it's been quite a few years but we've talked several years ago and we talked about your very first book was what caught our attention when we very first made contact with you and i was really intrigued with the title, Across Time and Death, and it says, A Mother's Search for Her Past Life Children. And I thought, when I first looked at it, I thought, nah, this is going to be something else. But then I read the book, we got the book, we read it, and it was kind of amazing to us, and just the, the process you went through, how you recognized your past life. And in our circles, Jenny, past lives are a topic that people talk about a lot. And so... Can I ask I'm,
3: you, if, oh, yeah, go, go, go ahead. I'm glad that people do now. Um, certainly the problem I had when I was growing up, that people didn't talk about it, which is why I went public the story. I'm not normally a very outgoing person, but it was something that I felt was important. So I, I made an effort and to to go public meant that I had to research it absolutely thoroughly I had to make sure that it was um, open to scrutiny. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was. It was an important thing for me to do, to go through. But I actually always remembered past lives. Quite a few of them from uh, earliest childhood. I mean, it's, it was always there, always part of me. And sometimes people have asked me, when did you first remember? And that's an impossible thing to answer because, as I said, the memories were always there. And I had, a, as I said, quite a few past lives. And over the years over a lifetime basically I have researched every single thing I could remember and I've managed uh, to date to confirm the my last three past lives wow. uh, or at least far enough to uh for the last two I found relatives living relatives wow. um, and That's so cool. identified the person yeah. that <laughs>
0: uh,
2: wow.
3: I've tried uh, yeah, you know, I tried with all of the others to do as much as I could. but um Jenny, a part of my Jenny? motivation, yes when you when you
1: say it was always a part of you, did you get this like when you when you were awake, did you have memories
3: or did you have dreams or did you have visions? <laughs> Most of it was normal memory. Um, I did describe some of it as dreams, um, especially when I was talking to other people, because they found it hard to accept that it was just memory. But it was exactly the same as an adult remembering their childhood. Oh. As a child, I would remember my adulthood and then my other childhoods and then my other adulthoods. Wow. Um, and it was in um, snippets. Yeah. Um, some of the lives I remembered... A larger amount of stuff um, some of them it was really quite hard it was small bits but the bits I remember were often in very great detail okay, um, I and- could remember the smells the sights everything um, just for those those bits of memory but I think that's often the way memory works because if you remember back to an event in childhood your yeah. own childhood yeah um, often just- it, it is quite three-dimensional it's it's quite specific you do get all of the senses going and that's more or less how the memory worked it was just um, I didn't realize until I started talking about it as a quite a young child I assumed that it was something private and personal that people didn't talk about it didn't occur to me that anybody could forget I I just for many years I found that really hard to understand that people could forget who they'd been
1: Wow so so what did these memories, you think, why do you think you had them? Were they to help you understand something or
3: to make you? The the thinking is that past life memories are to do with unfinished business. Ah. So it's it's unresolved issues, people who die early. I but see. also, I um, over the years, there are one or two little insights I've got. I think some of it is you also have to have genetically the right hardware, your brain to um, uh, to actually hold, to, to to access those memories. So I think it's a, it's a mixture of things. Yes, it is that people have had um, experiences that they need to go through again. They need to understand they've died early, un, unresolved business. But also I think there's a genetic component and I've seen it in families where uh, several generations have some past life memory and then you come to another family where there's none at all. So I think there's, there's a as a mixture thing going on
2: there.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And Makes sense. I, it, it, I agree with that. Just from the 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 contact mm-hmm. or the uh, experiences we've had with past lives and that kind of thing. And I have to stop you just for a second because I made a mistake. And I promised I'd wish our grandson Jackson. Happy birthday. Happy sixth birthday, Jackson. And Papa and Grandma will see you at the birthday party later today.
1: Happy birthday. So, little So anyhow,
0: <laughs> thanks, Jenny. Um, I have I have something I want to bring up here. Now, you, you haven't just researched this and let it go. There's been movies made about you and this experience with your very first past life that you proved. You've written how many four books now?
3: Yes. Yes. Four. I've just I've, the the last past life that I unraveled um, 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 fairly recently. I, I've just published. So yes, four.
0: Okay. And and I've got that book and I've it's here. It's called Past Lives Eternal. Um, and we got That's it right. on on Monday. And I read it and went through it as quick as I could. But I have to stop here because we have a couple of calls from some some people. If you'd like to take a call, um, let's go to Nika uh from kenmore nika are you on the air with us
2: uh yes i am
0: hi and you have a question about past lives or a comment
2: uh, i well it just came to um across my path that i may have made some sort of a vow of poverty or someone who preceded me may have made a vow of poverty i just wondered how how can you address that how can you get it? what can you do about it
0: okay that's a good question nika um jenny do you yeah me heard the question so is there anything like that that could play through into a past life from a past life into this life
3: it's uh, you what the things you carry over are things like guilt and um, responsibility and um, if you've had a life that has perhaps a a strong uh, religious uh, duty or in my case, after it was a family duty, then that sense will carry over. It doesn't mean that you have to live this life the way that you lived the life before. It's it's almost an echo of the feelings you had. Uh, I think if you recognize that there's something that isn't relevant to your life now, then think about it, look at it, and let go, move on. i'm quite sure that you're supposed to live in the now and interact with people in your present i totally um,
2: agree
0: that's what i've always said is both of us have said this that god gave everybody free will free choice and just because something's there doesn't mean you have to accept it and do that
1: no but when you do understand something is there that's when you deal with it
0: right and that's when you can also change it Mm -hmm. and and let it go like you're saying jenny is that correct
3: Yes, I think that's it. It's being aware that it's not relevant now and being able to let go. Um, This is something, because because I've had to unravel a lot of past lives and deal with a lot of the past issues, it's something I'm very aware of. I have, um, in the past, allowed the previous lives to um, overshadow my present Uh and... I hadn't realized until I finished, absolutely finished, every bit of research I could, which was relatively recently, that I sort of woke up and looked around and thought, <laughs> do you know, it's a bit late, but it's time to start living for now
0: so, yeah, in there's, this life. There's, you, all, you still have an opportunity, no matter how old you are, to, but, to address absolutely. those things. But
1: you know, it's like everything happens when it's supposed to. Oh, yeah. I, I truly That's feel true. you had to go through what you went through so you could help oh, others on this path. Uh, you know?
3: That might have been what it is. I, I, I have a, um, a feeling that we have a, a connection to each other anyway, and that some of us do have to play out, almost play out a role for for uh, each each of us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a... because we are
1: connected.
0: So I don't want to leave Le- yes. Nika hanging on the line oh, okay. here the very long. So right. Nika, does that answer your question for you enough?
2: Yes, I I guess I just wanted to know if there's specific thing that I need to do to clear it. I I carry a lot of responsibility in my mind anyway, or you know, because I I took care of my brother when he had brain cancer. He died. I felt, I felt. I mean, this is just now. I mean, in this life, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I feel responsible, heavy responsibility, and yet things aren't working out favorably for me. They're going down the tube, and so I'm thinking, what what has happened? What what dragging me
0: down it might be more than just the the past life experience the past life experience probably came through and carried into this life in some sort for you but i think that you 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 need to thoroughly address it like jenny says and you may need extra help in in a counselor or in uh, some other meditation some form you'll have to find something else that can in addition that can help you
1: is your brother still here no, he's not. No, okay. Okay. It, no, it was glioblastoma. But okay. no, I just, I just, no, I have a I'll, hard time feeling me, very light. Let me tell you, I think you've taken care of him in many, many lives, and uh, I think there was a couple where you just could not, like this one, you couldn't save him. And uh, you're a very caring person, and you've probably been a caregiver a lot in your past lives as well as this life. But I really think. Uh, you need to write down what you're really feeling and how you really feel about being a caregiver and then let it go. Burn it. Do whatever. Okay.
0: Okay, I hope that helps, Nika. We're going to have to move on. Thank you. Thank you for for calling. calling. Uh, All right, so I'm going to go to Kathy in Seattle. Kathy, you have a question for uh, Jenny?
2: Well, I was uh, wanting to know if she could see what I... Done in the past or my past
0: life or well that's a good question Jenny are you able to to do that since you've the the amount of experience and research that you've done with past lives are you are you psychic empathic intuitive at all in that field do you delve into that with people
3: I, I am but I, I don't yeah I don't tend to um I have some psychic abilities but it, it tends to be um, as and when it wants to rather than as and when I want to. I, sometimes I have seen other people's past lives just by looking at them.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Um, but I, um, I, what I normally suggest is that people seek for themselves mm. because you, uh, it's not always a good idea to have somebody else suggest something. It's much better if you um, try for yourself and and um, using meditation um, or um Kind of, kind of, a self hypnosis, but to, to relax and just think, um, and see what doesn't quite fit into your life. Find bits, memories, uh, experiences that don't quite fit into your life. And sometimes it'll be quite something quite subtle. But I would rather do that than suggest to somebody something that mm-hmm. uh, to do with their past.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed in your book, Kathy. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you this. You might want to get. a uh, I can recommend two books from my experience, Across Time and Death and Past Lives Eternal, because she addresses how to approach what you just asked in those books. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm dead serious. I'm not just trying to sell a book for Jenny. Believe me. I mean, (laughs) I'll do that for people, but that's not my whole point here. My whole point is that. uh, There's great information in these books. It's it's amazing to open your eyes up to what's there and how you can do it. I
1: would suggest she she does that and and read them. And if she understands it, great. And if she needs a little extra help, contact us on the web page. Yeah, contact us. And and we can contact her and maybe help her through it.
0: Sure. So, okay, Kathy?
2: Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Thanks for for calling calling in.
0: Okay, Jenny, um, we're going to take a quick break here for uh, a little bit of advertisement. We'll be back in just a few seconds. But um, people, if you want to call in and talk to Jenny, her number is, uh, or our number is 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569 here at KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. The Psychic Showcase is a weekly event that Sharon and Skip have been doing for eight years in Fife at the Poodle Dog Restaurant. It's called the Psychic Showcase because we showcase some of the most talented speakers, readers, astrologers, and palmists on the West Coast. This is a weekly event, and it's every Wednesday evening. Come in early and get a psychic reading, an astrology reading, or a palmistry reading, or more from one of the most highly professional readers on our panel. You can order from the menu and have dinner and desserts before or during the event. The doors open at 5.30 p.m. for readings. And the program starts at 7. Admission is just $5 per person. And everyone who attends gets a free psychometry reading from someone on the panel. For more information on this and our other events, go to our website at psychicspectrum.com.
2: Alternative Talk 1150. Talk radio for the body,
0: mind, and soul. Okay, that's great. That
1: has special meaning to me. It really does. Someday I will explain to our listeners what that song means to me.
0: Okay, and we're back live with our broadcast from Ginger's Pet Rescue Studios here at KKNW 11:50 a.m. Alternative Talk Radio.
1: Yes, and our guest today is Jenny Coquel from, from I Always Want to Say Across the Pond. Yeah. <laughs> in England and is in the studio That's with fine. us. <laughs> and it's in the studio with us via Skype. So, if you have any questions that you'd like to address to her about past lives or how she has done what she's done or how she coped with it, Uh, feel free to give us a call at 253-373-5527 and 888-298-5569.
0: It's 425 Did I say that again?
1: Yeah, 425-373-5527. I don't know. You know, I got contacts on. I probably can't see straight.
0: Uh, (laughs) Um, Jenny, I want to go back to your very first book. This is what really got my attention about I've always believed in past lives, but you got my attention about, okay, now there's proof. And I was impressed, very impressed with this. But from the age of three, you started having memories in this life, correct?
3: I started having memories long before that. I don't remember it actually starting. It was always there. I started talking about it at the age of three because... um, up until then nobody had had spoken about it and i thought you weren't supposed to um until start I, I it was at um, a sunday school and people were talking about what happens uh, after your life and they weren't talking about past lives and i just i was very confused so i, I uh, asked my mother about it and she used the word reincarnation and then she said it was a belief and i thought what do you mean a belief it's real i don't didn't understand at all <laughs> so I, I had quite a confused childhood yeah. Um, so kind of coming to terms with the the um, difference between my experience and other people's points of view uh, so yet yeah, it was very uh, I got um, probably quite determined the more people said all oh, it's just a belief the more I was determined I was to make sure that all the details were written and down I used to draw little maps of the village I located the village on my school atlas uh, wow. when I was quite young. Um, um, I, it was just a dot, but I knew it was that village in Ireland and the name Malahide was written next to it. Wow. I also located at the same time the position of the house in Japan that I remember living in, in the life before Mary. Uh, I um, had more difficulty with some of the other memories, but for other lives, a lot of them were quite fragmented. Um, I realised that they didn't necessarily fit into the one, the the main two lives, and um, I, I I just didn't let go. Basically, it was a, a, a fairly obsessive but that I I was determined not to forget, not to let go, and find out what I could. Well, of course, as a child, I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, and things happened as I was growing up, and we didn't even have a car. Wow. I mean, there was, there was there wow. no chance of going anywhere, and um, uh, it wasn't until after my children were born that I realized, oh, I had some extra work come in and I could uh, afford to go on a trip, one trip, one weekend to have a look at Malahide, to check it, to see if it was as I'd remembered, to see if I could find the house. And um, it was weird walking down the streets and thinking, what? Uh, they've got a shop there. There didn't used to be a shop just there.
2: Oh, wow.
3: And uh, the jetty, Why? Oh, why oh, it, just, it is better. I mean, it was wooden planks um, when I remember it, and they did, <laughs> they concreted it, so that did look better. And um, uh, walking past the, the railway station, other bits and pieces, and then down the lane, and then they built so many houses around the lane, which was very confusing. But it, it, it was to try to get every detail, to write everything down all the while, keep making notes and try and to so just keep keep at it to search and find the family, which well, I eventually did. Do you know how, when, when you go
1: back to something like that and they say it really feels like home, did you feel like
3: you were home? It was a mixture. Um, I felt um, at the, the same time as feeling that it was home. I felt that it wasn't my home now. Mm. And, um, the whole time, people don't always tell this. If you, You've watched the programmes for children who go back, and if you look at them, there is a point when they have found where they used to be, where something clicks and they, there's, there's a kind of sadness there. And it's the realisation that, although that's been fresh in your mind all those years, and you knew it was in the past, suddenly you feel that it was in the past, Oh. and that you have to move on, oh. and it's, um, that's quite difficult to cope with, and it? it's not something people talk about, the researchers don't really talk about, it's only if you've gone through it that, that you realise, you do get that. I have been very lucky with my most recent life, because um, I found a brother who's actually not a heck of a lot older than I am now, because my it was a very short life,
2: hmm.
3: and that's that's worked quite well, um, that, I think that's been the uh, because I've got used to this this difference thing you get, yeah, and it's it that's has settled down quite nicely. that so uh, we go up and see him, and you know it's uh, talk on the phone, and it's um
1: and and he actually
3: feels like he's got a connection to you. Yes, which is nice. He do, it did say it's it does feel as though in some ways he ha- he's he's got a connection to his brother, which is wow. um exactly the thing I wanted to hear. That's wow. a big
0: thing because, because when I read the that's in your latest book, Past Lives Eternal, when I read that that he said that he felt a connection. And I thought that's yes. kind of cool because a lot of people don't get the connection with their siblings in this life, mm-hmm. let alone from a past life. That,
3: and yeah, and, that's and, true. and then I started
0: then I started thinking about your first book. Um the across time and death, where you say that you tracked down your children, who were some were still alive in this life, yes. and and then the the just yes, that I process, think... reading about that process, and then finding, or talking, actually finally coming face to face with Sonny, your oldest child, and I guess he was the hard nut to crack too. I guess if once he accepted it, maybe others might actually, think about it.
3: Well, no, he he. No, he accepted it fairly rapidly. He was... Actually, he was brilliant. Um, That's what I was But thinking. I didn't say... Um, you know, he accepted that I had the memories of his mother. He figured it out. And he... I didn't, ex, didn't say reincarnation. I didn't say... Because I... Um, you, I felt protective towards the children. And I've always felt that children should have their own points of view. You shouldn't tell them how to, how to think. And that included the children from my past life. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't want to impose my views... Um, I wanted the connection, um, but I wanted them to dictate the terms. So uh, it took him a little while, but he 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 came back to me and said, "It's um, it's reincarnation, isn't it?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> yes, that is how I look at it." And he said, "Uh huh, okay." <laughs> and after that, from time to time, I'd find he'd be saying, "Do you remember when you used to do
2: mm-hmm.
3: instead oh, of wow. Do you remember when my mother used to?" That's and that was cool. an acceptance yeah. oh, that I was got, just so subtle. I got chills on there. That it was, yes, that was lovely. That really was yeah. to be accepted. But I, I don't, I, I do feel it's really important not to have, not to impose my reality on um, other people's points of view.
0: And and I've noticed. So, yes, it, it was a. Uh, go ahead. It's not, that's not that easy. Yeah,
3: that do. was it. Just that. You've got to be considerate of people. Uh, and it's a very, very difficult process. I, I can understand why people might not want to do it. But um, I always have the view that if you don't ask a person, uh, and if you don't approach them, they don't know what it is that is difficult. Um, mm. They need the choice. And if you, if you don't ask them, they can't have the choice. So it's you can't make it, you can't sort of hold back and think, well, I don't think I'll do this just in case it's, it's difficult. Or the answer is it's going to be difficult. Yeah. But um, you've got to give the other person the option <laughs> to, to decide yeah. whether it's the right thing or not. That's a very enlightened way of thinking. You can't do that until you do approach them. <laughs>
1: That's a very enlightened way of thinking. It really is.
0: <laughs> you know, I have to throw something in there. When. When And Sean already asked this question in another way, but I have to ask this kind of a little different. As the mother of your children still alive in this life, when you talked with Sonny, who was your oldest in that life, did you feel a motherly connection or the motherly love still there? Or did you just feel that there was this connection with a lifetime when the two of you were together? Because I know from the age of three... In, in your book, you always kept asking the questions about who's taking care of the children, what happened to the children. You had this grave concern about the children. So did you feel that love, that but the mother whole connection? the
3: it was still maternal. It was still definitely a maternal feeling, very protective, um, which is why I was so gentle and took so much time. Uh, in fact, I introduced or managed to get other members of uh, the children back connected with each other yeah. um and with taking a slight back seat so they didn't really know what my connection was to Sunny mm-hmm. um until quite a long way down the line because I just didn't want to make life difficult for them because I suppose still felt very protective towards them but at the same time um as I said it's difficult when you find people from past life I had it's hard to hold back um which I ha- I di- had to do. I had to hold back a little bit to give them time and space yeah. to think about how they felt. Um, and I actually wasn't very pleased with all the um, the publicity to start off with because it, I I was so bothered that it wasn't going to be the right thing for them. But as uh, um, I I had a chat with them and I, and I said I and I said, well, look, you've got to say if this isn't, and they were they were actually enjoying it. They were thought it was quite it was quite um, quite fun and. Uh, uh that was, was quite a relief to me. And I was certainly pleased that when I first met Sonny, there was there was going to be um, there was going to be a BBC documentary. So we got all of the uh, groundwork done, so it was researched by a BBC um, researcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it was dropped, and that was the best thing in the world because it gave me a chance to get to know Sonny oh. and to talk with him. Uh, we discussed my notes. He was quite happy with the idea, and uh, he he almost suggested that I write it down as a book. Uh, which took quite a lot of quite a lot of doing because there were copious <laughs> notes, um, but uh, yes. So the, back to the original question, the, there was a very strong maternal feeling. I was very protective towards them, and I didn't want uh, any of them to be upset by anything that was happening. So I uh, it was uh, quite a relief when it turned out to, that they were happy with what was going on.
1: Yeah.
3: And as I said, Eve, Sunny even suggested that I, I go public with it.
1: Wow. That's so cool. I I got a question. These other past <laughs> lives that you have experienced, are they past lives that are after the one you had with Sunny or are are some of them past lives still that go well, past okay. that?
3: Um all right, into the future. Well, yeah, the, the um The three dominant ones, I remember going way back old fragments and sometimes there's a bit more detail and some of them I've been able to research reasonably and find at least a sense of where they were. Then I had the Japanese one, which I knew where, so that was about 1858, 1875, where there was a lot of detail. And I managed to trace the the location mm-hmm. and the, uh, the the general family identified the particular person which was a difficult one then there was as mary which was eighteen ninety five to nineteen thirty two then charles nineteen thirty nine to nineteen forty was born fifty three wow. um but the the looking at the future thing uh, i did have i had a spontaneous um experience now i've had precognition um from time to time, all my life, anyway. So, in some ways, it didn't. It wasn't so odd that one would go slightly further ahead, oh. uh, and um, I thought that'd be interesting to explore under hypnosis to see if I could get a little bit more detail. And some of the hypnosis, I wasn't entirely sure because it was so experimental. I wasn't that sure, except that some of the things we 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 looked at. Um, in the more recent future then started to happen mm-hmm. so i had i was asked can you uh, explain something see describe something for, in the future and i described a few things one mm-hmm. of them was a laser microscope capable of looking at living tissue mm-hmm. and um specific about it then um the i wrote that into uh, i um uh, past lives, future lives. I wrote that in. Yeah. One, once the book had gone to publication, I was sitting reading a newspaper. This was several years after the hypnosis experiment, and in this newspaper, on the science page, they had just invented the prototype <laughs> laser microscope capable of looking at living tissues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was uh, that sort of thing is quite useful. There was another thing I saw, I described, which was the. Um, posters advertising posters that were like um, a little video oh well now yeah. we know them we, they're all over the place now sure yeah but then um, such a thing it was it was such a novel yeah and that uh, it was a peculiar idea it was quite a few years after that that I saw the first one I thought oh well that was another thing <laughs> but I as I said I've always had precognition. so then when I started to explore this future life as I said, it was experimental, except that I get precognition. So um, when some of the stuff started to tie in, I thought this is this is interesting. And um, there are various other bits and pieces, like um, you know, things to happen that would happen in the future, flooding. I saw had mm. always seen a great deal of yeah. uh, as a child. I'd seen the future, lots of flooding. Wow! So um, I just pieced it together and thought, well, you, you, let's explore this. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Well,
1: let's know- explore. This. It, it sounds, I find it fascinating that, you know, most of us are, have heard, because, you know, who knows. But, um, like, it didn't take decades or hundreds of years for you to come into another life. The, the last one you saw oh, was no, 1945, no. and you were born in
3: 1953? I was born in 1953. Yeah, that's not yes, that the far. gaps are really quite small. Yeah, I find yeah. that I fascinating.
2: Think, I think, <laughs> yes.
3: Yes, I, I just wonder as well whether we're coming back faster because there are just so many people yeah
1: that's what I that mean, the gap's
3: going to get smaller because you know usually. They won't get a time, won't get enough time to get a rest and yeah
0: <laughs> I mean because people usually
1: say oh yeah. you know a couple hundred years between lives and
0: well let me throw you know, this out there but just about that okay. that thought as we progress through time and we raise our consciousness and become more open to this yeah. Do we need as much time between lives? And can we come back quicker because we are realizing the karmic duty or the karmic uh, debt behind that each life that we have to come back sometimes and deal with or experience new things so we're able to come back quicker because Possibly. we're becoming more aware?
3: Possibly. Yeah? Uh, I mean, that that is possible. But also, um, I, I think we need a certain amount of time on the other side. Um, I see it as balance, and mm-hmm. uh, if you've read *Past Life Eternal*, you'll uh, understand some of my um, the between life and where we go. And I, I have a feeling that um, there's a balance between two halves of the universe: the half of the universe we go to between lives, oh. and the side here. And it's it's possible that we need a certain amount of time wholly on that side to well, balance,
1: yeah, probably. to
3: to get a balance between. Uh, yeah.
1: That, that makes sense because maybe you have to go to that other half to understand what you did on the other half. You know what I mean?
3: And you do. Yeah. It's to do with you. You suddenly connect. You, you're part of everything. You've, yeah. You have this sense of connected, uh, connectedness with, with other other life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yes, you do. You remember it all. Yeah. You understand. Wow. Here is quite limited in a way.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because we're For in the
3: most physical people, body, it's, but... you have the...
1: Hello? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, so we had, like, p- feedback uh, or d- something there.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Jenny.
3: You had a hiccup.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> I want to remind people, this call is via Skype, and it's over the Internet from England, where you are, to us. And so we're g- that's why once in a while we're kind of talking over each other, and there's a pause yeah. between our, 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 a time creep between our um, conversations. But, Jenny, let's stop here and leave everybody to think about that for a second while we do a quick little uh a uh, promo for one of our events that's coming up soon. So let's take a quick break, and um, we'll be back in a second. Ah, join Skip and Sharon at their next "Talking to the Other Side" event. Sharon and I have held this event every month for over eighteen years. It happens on the first Saturday of every month, and we meet with you in a group setting. Okay, and then we'll spend three full hours with the group. We'll use our psychic medium abilities to take questions from you and answer them as well as we'll talk with those who have passed on, providing you one more time for your communications with them, showing that they are not really gone and that their connection has never really left us. It's fun, it's lively, and you can order dinner or desserts from the menu before or during the program. Uh, The doors open at 5, and the event goes from 6 to 9 p.m. That's a new time. We used to do 7 to 10. Now we're doing 6 to 9 to give us a little longer. But you may come back, or uh, you may come and go at any time during the event. So don't think you have to sit there the whole three hours. It's up to you. The cost is $20 per person, and I'm not exaggerating. The event has repeatedly sold out. So remember to get there early and get your seat. There is no room, but we do keep bringing in chairs. We <laughs> keep bringing and, in chairs, yeah. and, But there's no, not a lot of room seated, sitting at the tables. <laughs> so, I mean, it is packed in that room. So, But for more information on this and our other events, go to our website at PsychicSpectrum.com.
2: Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Hey, we're back in the studio with Jenny Coquel, our guest today, and uh, we're ready to take some calls and talk with you. So if you have any questions or like to ask Jenny a question or you have a psychic question or just a comment, go ahead and feel free to uh, call in and get on the show. And I'll try it again. The numbers are 425 or toll free at 888-298-5569.
0: Okay, and Jenny, I have a great question for you that I think is great anyhow. From (laughs) your book, the last book, your latest book, The Past Lives Eternal, and I have to preface this question. I want to give you a real quick scenario. A friend of ours who was a hypnotherapist did uh, help people through hypnotherapy, Came to our store one time and said that he had an amazing experience where he was in a bookstore that he, him and his mentor teacher who was teaching him were standing at the doorway of one of the rooms. And they're watching four ladies sitting around a table all talking about their past lives as uh, Lady Guinevere. And he, Walt said his mentor started laughing. And he said, what are you laughing at? He says, Lady Guinevere has never proven to exist. Camelot and King Arthur are myth at this point, yet all four of them have the same past life memory. And I read in your book, Past Lives Eternal, that when yeah, there's a way you look at that, and it's kind of the same way I look at it. So go ahead, explain that to us, would you?
3: But want me to look at, just explain. Sorry, I didn't quite Ex, get. Oh, that explain,
0: um, explain the, to the, us that the, that how four people can have a past life memory as being someone.
3: Oh, the same person. Yes, I think sometimes it's um, that they were they they misinterpreting perhaps. The um, there there are several explanations. One is that they're. They had a life past life that they have interpreted as being that mm-hmm. um, because they're, they're looking at a particular time say you remember back to when you were um, a knight and then you look down and you think oh well, I'm not just a knight I'm this knight and then somebody else will come on you and so they, they look at themselves and they think they were a knight and so you can get a confusion where um, you into over interpret mm-hmm. what you're seeing but there is also um, there have been cases where um, people uh, you know, there is a possibility that if you uh, are a, a, a twin, an identical twin, you might have both been uh, originally from the same single person. Uh-huh. So you could uh, have a past life. The oh. the uh, the egg that the the twins come from is there. <laughs> it's it's that was that person and they could divide into two. So that is possible that um, perhaps somebody could, they could share it. But I think often it's just that um, you're remembering back. So uh, quite a few people have thought that they were Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm -hmm. Well, quite a few people will have been in the court of Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm -hmm. So they may be remembering a life in that court rather than as the person. And if they absolutely adored the person, um, idolize them, they would know a lot of detail about that person and identify with that person rather than the person that they were.
0: Yeah, Good So
3: there are point. a number of ways of looking at it. That Good makes point. total sense.
0: Yeah, that does. Well, here's another one. In the metaphysical work that we do, we've done this. We've been married for 43 years. We do this work. And we have countless times encountered skeptics and critics and people who want to put us down and... You in your yeah. book, in your latest book, you say that how you respond to skeptics. You says if you say if someone using the well, same facts, so explain that to us. So explain. Well,
3: yes, if, if if you use the same facts and you come to a different conclusion, then um, that's valid. That's perfectly valid. Um, what I do have a problem with is sometimes if people change the facts mm-hmm. to fit their point of view, as which I have had. I mean, I remember somebody saying that. Um, I had apparently gone to Ireland and looked lots and lots and lots of villages until I found one that matched. Because I didn't know the name and I didn't know the location. Well, that's obviously wrong, because I pinpointed the location as quite a young child. Mm -hmm. I named the village and I talked. I talked to everybody I knew about Malahide. All that is well documented. Whatever it was. Yes. So exactly. So. Uh, but as long as they use the same facts, if they come to a different conclusion or have a different perspective on it, that's valid. And that's their point of view. So I'm not going to argue with somebody about their point of view. That's um, right. it, it's not um, important to me to try to um, impose my view on other people, even though it's not just for me. It's not just my view. It's my reality. Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it it's just it's not what I'm here for. What I'm here for is to help people who went through what I went through.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And that is they have past life memory mm-hmm. and they want to know how to cope with it. And they want to know what they can do to deal with it. They want to make sure that it is a real thing. So it's, um, I'm, I'm more interested in the people who need the help than the people who are going to totally reject it. That's so true. That's 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 up to them. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: You you also say that in your book, although many past lives are remembered in childhood, sometimes events in your life can trigger memories as an adult or expand the detail of what you recall. So in other words, it does not have to just come from childhood.
3: No, some people have had spontaneous memories in adulthood. Mm -hmm. And it's no less valid. It's quite possible that they're having spontaneous memories in adulthood of things they have forgotten they knew as child. So lots of children with past life memory forget at the age of around six. Um, Even if you found the family for them, even if it's been researched, they still very often forget. Uh, So it's quite possible that the adult spontaneous memory is just a rekindling of of the childhood memory. Mm -hmm. But there have been, I am told, quite a few people who have had spontaneous adult memories and then been able to uh, confirm various points about their memory, not always necessarily finding the exact person, but have been able to confirm a number of points about them. And I think there is an imperative. You do feel driven Mm -hmm. if you have these memories. If these things... There is a reason. If the memory surface, if something comes up that you need to deal with, the best way, to, best thing to do is is to deal with it. Exactly. It's there. Um, yeah, yes, exactly. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't believe in stirring the pot and bringing things to the surface that you're not ready for. But if it's something has happened to you and has come into your conscious, then your unconscious is telling you you are ready to deal with this now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think perhaps spontaneous memory as an adult is is that you are ready to deal with this now. Yeah. Have a look at it.
0: Okay, now I want to give everybody in our listening an opportunity to find out more about past lives other than reading your books. But I'm seriously strongly recommending people read at least your first and last book. First book is Across Time and Death, past the second book is past life or fourth book is past lives eternal. But other than that, you put this a lot of these contact uh, or information seekers. Uh, what do you call it? Websites or whatever in your last book. But how can people contact you? Or do you take contact from people? Whether it's oh, email, I, um,
3: or Facebook is easiest. To- yeah, on um, Facebook, it's, it's, it's the easiest way. I've got a Facebook page that um, uh, I had quite a few people contacting me all sorts of different ways. And then um, there's a lady from Norway who contacted me and she said, well, you need a page just for people who, who read. I thought, well, oh, do I? She said, yes, <laughs> you do. So I did. I opened up a Facebook page just for <laughs> she was right. <laughs> OK,
0: and I'm going to spell your last name um, and, because,
2: uh, I, I, yeah. because
0: people don't know the correct spelling. It's C O C K. E-L-L, Coquel, and it's Jenny Coquel on Facebook. Am I correct on that?
3: That's it, yes. Okay. That's it. uh,
0: Now, another... It's
3: fairly obvious because there's a picture of all the books.
0: Okay, yeah. Now, another question, real quick, is... I don't know how to say this. Um, People will come up to... I've seen people come up to other people at psychic fairs and, and festivals, expos, events, and they'll just uh, come up to somebody and say, oh, you had a past life as a um, a Grecian olive picker or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. And That's a story how, of my
1: life. I uh, have yeah, the olive picker.
0: I mean, I how do you... I mean, I have past life memories that come to me every so often, like a shoe shop, a, a, a guy that repairs shoes. Yeah. To, I mean, I love that smell. When I go in there, it just all kinds of things come to me. But I stay out of them just for that reason. But how do you, how do you deal with or interpret or has it ever happened? Do you seen somebody come up and say, oh, you had past lives as such and such, such, such and such? And, and answer me quick, please, yeah, because um, we've got two callers yeah. on the line waiting for you.
3: Right. I think it's much better when it comes to past lives to trust yourself um, trust your own memory because uh, it's it, it, it's just confusing sometimes if people say, make suggestions. Uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I I think it can you can end up going in the wrong direction. Yes. Um, or yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
3: I think everybody's got their own memories somewhere.
0: Right, and, and
3: you you need to right. find those, mm-hmm. and you can have help. I mean, you you can uh, if uh, somebody is good, they'll help you, but. Uh, uh yeah trust yourself
0: okay all right now we have a caller um no we don't have a caller i'm sorry i messed that <laughs> up i'm looking at this wrong well
1: no there was <laughs> one and for some reason it got lost okay Yeah. so um we're getting close we have to announce next week's speaker and stuff and i want to make sure we have time to thank jenny so much for what she does and what she's done
0: yeah your books are fascinating to read and i looked on youtube oh you're all over youtube um, people go there and look, Jenny Coquel, um, the titles of her books, Across Time and Death, Past Lives Eternal, and the other two books. Um, that, but really, I really enjoyed talking to you, and I know Sharon did too. I
1: did. Thank you so much. And well, Thank you very much.
0: Just for people. Yes, thank you as well. So you're welcome. Just for people to hear you live talking about and proving that you've, you found a past life, let alone three of them, and proved them that's the best part is you can prove you backed up exactly what you said. So
3: I'll tell you, I'm making yeah, so a I point. So I think that was important. I'm yeah. making
1: a point. I'm glad she said, I don't have to wait decades to come back again, because when I come back next time, I'm going to be a size 10.
0: <laughs> size 10. <laughs> All right. Well, Jenny, I'm going to, I'm going to say again, thank you. And we appreciate you being here with us. And if, is there any last thought you want to leave with our listeners?
3: Just that, probably. Uh, trust yourself. In Somewhere in your memory, there probably is, I think most children have got some kind of past life memory. Um, and we've all been here before, and we'll all be here again, so let's li- let's be kind to each other.
0: Okay. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you again, Jenny.
1: Have a great weekend thank you okay, okay. Thanks. bye-bye okay bye-bye Bye.
0: okay well it looks like our time is just about up for today Sharana, like to sharan and i would like to express our appreciation to jenny for being our guest um that was
1: i that was our first call really not i mean on on air on from air. across
0: the water from across the pond <laughs> her books are on amazon too by the way if you want to get them um there, it's cross time and death is our first one. Last one is past lives eternal. They're really good. Now, next week, we are going to have do, do a different we have a call topic. Holding? You
1: might want to do that first. No, we don't. No? Oh, okay. It's, it's just flashing. It's having a, we re- have a retrograde. A, one last thing.
0: <laughs> we have a really different topic, and I want you guys to know about this. So, you want to read? No, go uh, ahead. Okay. Uh, our, our next week at noon, Saturday at noon, our guest will be Miguel mendonca and it's m-e-n-d-o-n-c-a he is currently lives in england he will be live via skype again as jenny was today our topic will be alien contact and miguel is an author and experiencer himself and of alien contact and has interviewed countless um, hundreds and hundreds of people in doing research for the books he has written about alien contactee experiences. And it's really, really, I think he's written six books, but it's really, really well documented by him. And we had him speak one Wednesday at our psychic showcase. Uh, We put him up on the screen. So anyhow, I just want to make sure that you know about Miguel next Saturday at noon.
1: And we'd like to acknowledge our sponsor, Ginger's Pet Rescue. So be sure to go to her website, gingerspetrescue.org, and check out all the dogs that are there for adoption. And I guess we're coming up on the closing, huh? But when we do, I'd like to leave you with one last thought. As a song says, what a wonderful world.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. The following audio is via a Skype call.